to our very first episode of Lead with Data podcast with myself, Rena Gami. I'm the Director of BI and Data Analytics Recruitment at Connexus. This po- podcast is where I will bring you some of the most talented um, data leaders who have contributed in significant uplift of the BI analytics capabilities in some of the most progressive organizations across Australia. What I want to share are the stories of their careers, challenges they faced, and the reality of how the recent pandemic may or may not have impacted their roles and responsibilities in their respective businesses. Here, we get to learn what some of the most professionals in this field are doing right now. I'm super excited to be joined by Paul Hunt, Paul is a Senior Business Intelligence Manager for Club Assist Asia Pacific, who are a leading battery technology business who partner with automotive clubs across Asia Pacific and deliver battery technology solutions. They embarked on a significant technology transformation a couple of years ago, and Paul's been um, leading the BI and data component of this. I've personally known Paul for just over three years and wanted to have him on the show to share his story of the highs and lows of what he experienced as they went through this transformation from an on-prem to what Paul calls a cloud nine transformation. So I'll hand over to Paul because I can never do any justice to the introduction and I'll get him to give us a quick brief um, um, intro and uh, yeah, just a history of his his journey to date. And um, I guess one of the questions I always like to ask at the end is, when did the passion for BI and data analytics first start for you? Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, Rena, and thank you for having me. This is, um, yeah, really looking, been really looking forward to this and just sharing sharing um, my journey so far. Um, passion started 13 years ago, so it's pretty much started my working career. Um, was started off as a just a consultant on human resource software. Um, I went on a BI course, um, and as they say, the rest is history. Um, and so of my 13 years experience, I've been um, seven years in consulting and probably the last six uh, years have been in-house in, in a role similar to this. Um, half my career in South Africa and the other half has been here in Australia. Um, it's been great because from a consulting perspective, you know, got to work with great clients, um, you know, Australian Grand Prix, uh, Independent Schools Victoria, um, different industries you know lingerie industry um just everyone's got data so it's it's been a real real journey um but yeah so passion started a while ago and um i've just been enjoying it ever since really excellent excellent and i know obviously um with the technology transformation that's been going on at club assist you've played um you know a considerable role in in sort of helping them sort of transform that from a bi and data analytics point of view so tell us about your experience um with where things were at and i guess um yeah and we'll, we'll go through kind of the various different steps in terms of um yeah what what you went through yep perfect so um it, it's been it's been fun um we started off with not much in place. It was kind of sold as a green, greenhouse role to me. Um, but there, there was already a, we already had a lot of, when I, when I started the role, a lot of everything we had was, was on-prem. Um, with the, with our big project, uh, as you said, digital transformation, we've, we moved from an old ERP system to, to a new um, D365 FNO CE with field service. Um, so we were wall-to-wall Microsoft. Um, and, and that comes into play a bit, a bit later, but, um, what, what we, what I've, I've been using, um, different 
front-end technologies. So, you know, Click, Power BI, Tableau um, in, my, in my career. Mm-hmm. I think what made sense for us was, you know, we, everything we were using was wall-to-wall Microsoft. So it made sense that we, we stuck with uh, Microsoft. Yeah. So Microsoft um, Azure was, was our cloud of choice and we've just had Power BI um, on top of that. We've, I think um, it's, so we've had so many advantages um, f- from going through this experience, definitely challenges as well. Um, so one of the biggest challenges we had was where do we start um, and how do we start? Yeah. Um, so I think one important thing that I learned right in the beginning is to have that kind of executive um, sponsorship or someone who it needs to come from the top down. Yeah. Um, if if you don't have that backing, it, it'll be you could probably try, but it would it'd be pretty difficult just to try and you know roll it out. So I built a business case. Um, you know, what are the pros and cons? Um, and I presented it to our executive leadership team um, and our CFO. And yeah, from the, the business case, there, there are a few things to, to, to take into consideration. Um, cost would be one of them. So you know, if you already have a server on-prem and now you're, you're saying, well, now we need to go to cloud and I'm going to consume all these services um, online. It's now going to cost X grand, you know, per, per month. Whereas before you could hardly see that cost because you've got a server. Um, I think my business case was, you know, so um, attack vectors. So for example, if you have servers, the, the lowest point uh, or the, yeah, the, the, the weakest point in your network is pretty much you know a way in for for anyone to come from so we uplifted our entire environment um to cloud and and therefore just making it um a lot more secure um and one of one of the business cases that i i used was you know how much is it going to cost to uh first of all like just the hardware a brand new server nowadays is, is money um but the, one of the biggest ones is, is it's not really tangible is you know, what if we we got hacked? What if we, um, you know, lost data, which would be um, unthinkable in my line of work. So, you know, we, we that was one of the big um, ones we used. So I suppose my advice would be build a business case, um, get support. Um, and in that business case, you know, you can use not, it's not just cost money, but also, you know, probably in some stuff that's that's not really touchable. Yeah. Um, like, like the what if um, yeah. scenario. So I guess um, for, for peers in your, um, you know, a, a similar sort of positions as yourself, Paul, where they see an opportunity that they believe is going to be really beneficial for the organisation, um, what would you say um, would be the best approach? Because um, obviously you said you, you put together a business plan. Um, you knew that there was some appetite for transformation, uh, particularly in, in your organisation, but where perhaps there's been, as you said, discussions but, you know, the top end, perhaps the buy-in's not there. Like, you know, at what point or or what would your advice be in terms of, um, you know, where, I guess, in terms of an opportunity? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, some of the things you can can talk to would also be, you know, and and again, this is just getting your uh, executive team, you know, if you require that that, um, sponsorship um, on board. So it's, you know... It, it's 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 a scary jump for any for any organization because the first thing they say to, you know first thing that's said is my data where is my data where is it sitting you know um, the great thing with all clouds now so whether we're talking Microsoft um, AWS or Google 
um, all the big players, you can, you know, select any, the regions are, are up to you. So um, especially in the Microsoft, I, I can speak to the Microsoft uh, yeah. piece, you know, it, everything we have is um, it, within our region. Um, but there's still that trust, right? So you start looking at things like um, implementation time, um, scalability, reliability, yeah. you know, all those things that help. Um, it's funny, I've read a few, you know, blogs where um, security is actually listed as a con um, to going to cloud. Yeah. Um, I would strongly, you know, I suppose, uh, I, I think of it as a pro. So, you know, it, it, it just depends on your situation. And, and if you can get, I think I'm in a very lucky position where the entire company went, you know, yeah. uh, on cloud. So um, you, you might have hybrid, which we, we can talk about later as well, yeah. um, options. Yeah, excellent. Um, and in terms of, um, obviously, you've touched on it already. You know, you 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 guys went with um, the Microsoft stack because that was the environment you were working in. But where perhaps there isn't necessarily, um, you know, an already sort of inbuilt Microsoft environment, how do you decide what cloud solution to choose? I mean, you know, from what I yeah. hear, yeah. they're kind of similar-ish. They all have their kind of benefits, and um, you know, how you know how do you choose? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I think, again, I was almost lucky in this in the sense that it was the decision was almost made for me where we were just wall to wall Microsoft. So mm -hmm. it, it just everything integrated. So we've got Azure Data Factory running as well. Um, you know, um, Azure SQL, we've got Power BI, we've got some machine learning, you know, and it's all it's all Azure based um, and the rest of the company as well. So, you know, it all integrates really well. My advice would be if, you know, uh, when before we before we started the project, we were actually AWS. Um, we had a lot of things in in Amazon. So, I think our, I think it's really important to have directives. So, not don't just think about today. Think about the next two, three, five years. Where's the company heading? What are the technologies you're using? Your ERP is it? You know, Salesforce is it? You know, um, Microsoft is it? Uh, you know, think about what what platform you're using, what platform, you know, think about your third party tools as well. So, you know, what do you need to integrate with? Um, costings, they, the good thing is the three, you know, um, players will, thank goodness there's three because they, they kind of, you know, play play amongst themselves yeah. for, for costing. So it's not, there, there are differences and it depends what you're running. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these, um, all the sites that I know of will have calculators. So you can roughly estimate, you know, I've got this many rows of data. I've got um, pulling it this many times a day. You know, they've all got these calculators that you, and you can work out rough costs of what, what it would cost you. Um, but to be honest, the costs amongst the clouds, it's the big players, you know, it, it didn't, there is a difference, but it's not, it's not, um, it's not really, it, it, it comes to, I, I would say it comes more from your, your strategy as a company. Yeah. Um, what you know what technologies will you be using in the next two to three years and and think about it from from that angle excellent and then on on strategy um paul how did you um develop and, and build the strategy i mean you knew where you wanted to go but you know exactly I yeah so um i again lucky i was um i've written um one or two before um but i think knowing high level you know so my company has quite a clear um we call it our cvp customer value proposition mm -hmm. so how do we offer you know our customers um the best value moving forward 
So with that in mind, I took the company's, you know, strategic direction and said, okay, now how do we apply that, you know, for in, in my world, in our world of, of data and analytics. Um, so I, pers- there are quite a few frameworks out there. Um, I personally, I like Gartner. Um, so I like all the risk assessments, the data's, um, data maturity models, the analytics maturity models. I, I use Gartner as a framework. Um, I feel like they've got good material online. Um, and, and a lot of big organizations out there will, will use that same framework. Um, I think as long as you have, I'm not saying use, use Gartner, I'm saying um, I'm not paid by Gartner, by anyway, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> but I, but um, I think my point is have a framework, um, have um, a way to measure where you are now. Um, you know where you want to go. So what, what are the steps you need to take to get there? Um, this will involve, you know, from software to people to skills to you know support backing um there are quite a few things to take into consideration but um it, as long as you've got that framework um you know and knowing knowing where you want to go um so if you can use your company's strategic direction and then just just plug on your your data strategy um i've recently we've recently um let's say had a had a revamp of our data strategy and governance uh, model um you know and and i think that's a good thing to do every two three years make sure you're still on you know have things change because a lot of times um companies can change you know strategically um we've had a a bit of change um here at club assist and you know good good change yeah um you know so we're just making sure that we've realigned our data strategy and governance um in line with that Excellent. And then in terms of the architecture and, you know, the, the sort of details that go into it, were you sort of responsible for, for building that or did you have, you know, some people come in and help you develop that? Yeah. So very good question. So I think once we had the strategy, we're like, okay, this is, this we, we know what we would like, how are we going to implement? Um, so I think this is where skills come in. So, you know, your, your people and your team, um, do you have a team? Um, and on that, team you know do you have the right skills to implement unless you're you know a bank or telstra or you know someone pretty big you, you probably don't have um, a team yeah. um so two approaches um i used your good self to find some excellent uh, resources um but but even before then so um we actually engaged with a vendor um who helped us um build the framework so yeah. The, the good thing with Microsoft, um, again, I can I can talk to Microsoft. Um, I'm not sure of um, the other like Google and AWS, yeah. but but with Microsoft, they there is um, funding that you can you can try and get. Um, Microsoft is very keen, I suppose, on on getting for obvious reasons for getting you off <laughs> off prem to you know to cloud. Um, so they they'll actually help you um, do that. They'll lend you know they, they'll they'll budget a, a portion of it. Um, if it's a small enough project, they'll they'll um, pay for all of it. So um, we used a vendor, we got funding, um, and that got us off the ground. And then, you know, using good people like yourself, we were able to acquire some some real talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how I, I suppose on that getting the right people because it's not just the technical skills, Paul. It's you know you touched on it a bit in the strategy and the implementation of it. There's a whole change management culture piece that goes into it because. You quite often go into uh, organizations or you're building these, um, you know, uh, data strategies. And more often than not, you 
it's stuff that people don't know. So it, it, it's it's what you don't know that you're sort of trying to bring to the surface. Um, so tell us a bit more about that and how did you sort of overcome those challenges? Yes, yeah, no, very good point. Um, you don't know what you don't know. That's, yeah, definitely one of the big, bigger ones we've, we've always dealt with. Yeah. So with, um, you're so right. A person can have, you know, great technical ability, but um, if they don't have that, um, let's, let's call it the right attitude, um, um, then, because if you, if you think about a person who has a right attitude, they will have a desire to learn. Yeah. Um, they'll have a desire to, you know, what's new in the markets, um, how do I how do I progress my own career? You know, they're slightly ambitious. So if you can find that person, they may not know um, Azure or Google or AWS at all. But if you find that, I mean, it's it's a it's advantageous when you find a person who does have that skill set yeah. and it has the right attitude. But um, you know, unicorns. Um, if you if you find them great. Otherwise, it's I would definitely recommend going. You know, uh, it, it, I think we've I've learned over my time that you know. I think people say it a lot, um, but I, I've learned that culture fit is, you know, I, I think especially recent times, um, the market, as, as you would know, yeah. you know more better than anyone, um, is it's really tight at the moment. Yeah. Um, just how the, how the pandemic has, you know, um, affected the, the the pool, the market, um, candidates, you know, um, it's 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 gotten pretty difficult. So, you know. Um, you may not find the perfect person who has the skills yeah. and the right culture uh, fit or attitude, but I would, I would definitely lean, start leaning towards the right culture and attitude because you can always teach skills. And if they have the right attitude, they'll learn. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think they also need to have um, a bit of a, uh, an appetite to be um, wanting to educate people in the business around what this means. So, you know, they can do the job, you sit in the back and build the technical stuff that you want them to build. But if they can't go out and educate the people that are going to be using these tools, then, you know, it, 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 it's a difficult job in itself. 100% right. Like, and I didn't touch on that, sorry. Um, you're, you're right. Because digital transformation always, you know, the, all, all our systems, our backbone is changing. Yeah. But, you know, the people who use it, you know, some, some of our... Um, guys have been with us for 25 to 30, yeah. 30 years, you know, and, and everything changed in front of them, you know, um, all the systems they used. So you have to be able to try and bring the people along the journey because um, you don't want to be losing good people um, yeah. just because you haven't, like you've given them new technology and you haven't rolled out training or, you know, I think another thing I've learned um, in this role is communication. Mm -hmm. um, you might have great communication within the team, but, um, you know, you could be rolling out great, you know, reports and analytics, but if no one's looking at them, if no one's using them, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's a very yeah. good point. Well, they just don't understand them. So they just go back to what they know. So yeah. Can yeah. I have it in the greatest um, BI tool in the world? Excel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. And then I guess um, touching on, you know, we, we touched on it before, you know, a lot of organizations that I work with, predominantly sort of more the banking, superannuation sectors, um, they work, they typically always have a hybrid model. Um, from your experience, what are the pros and, pros and cons of that? That's a good point. So I think I mentioned something before. So some people will see um, security I think there's divided views. You know, some see it as a con if it's on-prem, some see it as a pro because you, you've got more, potentially more control. Yeah. Um, 
the one thing about on-prem, uh, if you're a met, you, you have to patch the servers, you have to keep them updated, you have to, you know, uh, make sure there's good antivirus on there. Um, the so so that there is quite there's there is a definite form of of maintenance. In some cases, you know, um, depending on what industry or if you work for government, you know, if there's security, you you might actually require data by law not to leave your premises. All right. There's, yes. Yeah. Know, so, um, and that's when I would definitely consider hybrid approaches where, you know, you can have, um, uh, and, and the great thing is the technology is just moving leaps and bounds. Yeah. So just, in the, just since, we, since we've started um, using it, it's, it's already come such a, such a long way um, where, where you can, you know, for example, um, there's one tool. Um, again, I, I talk Microsoft just because I use yeah. it a lot. I'm, no, like, fine. I'm not being paid by Microsoft. Um, <laughs> Wish I was. You just um, adopted by them. That's all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, no. So there's there's a new tool, Azure Purview, and what that does is it actually looks at um, you know um, data lineage. So where's your data sitting? Where's it coming from? Um, so for example, we've got you know we can see um, we'd be able to see uh, in the future how how data gets from you know could be on prem, could be cloud, could be logs, could be anywhere. Um, and you can see it all moving all the way to its final report. You can see what manipulation you do to it or, you know, what measures you do. Um, so there's great tools out there that'll help you with that, that hybrid um, approach if, if required. I suppose my only, you know, caveat is if, if you can, if you can move to cloud nine, you know, take, take, take it all with you. Um, it, but again, there, there might be mitigating circumstances where, where you need to, but the good thing is the technology out there you can do that. You can have a hybrid. Yeah, excellent. Awesome. And then I guess um, when sort of embarking on a digital transformation, what would be the things that you want to watch out for that people should be aware of? I think you touched on it earlier as well. Um, to be honest, it might even be, it's, it's not really too much about the software or anything. It's, a, it's change management. Mm -hmm. So when you're you know, going on this journey, uh, there's a lot of change. Um, there's a risk of change fatigue um, where, you know, you've changed so much um, and all the systems have changed and everything I do is now, you know, how do, how do I come to work? How do I do my, because my BAU is not my BAU anymore. It's all different. So, you know, I think just comms to the business, you know, we're going on this journey, get them to come along with you. Yeah. You know, try and try and encourage them say, guys, this is, the way of the future, you know, we're, we're doing this for, for, for these reasons um, and just get them to, you're always going to get some people who just don't like change, you know, and that's just um, the way it is. Every company will have uh, a few of those people, um, but it's, it's getting, it's getting everyone, you know, as best as you can um, to, to come along the journey with you. And I, I feel like if you explain yourself, if you, you know, show them, this is why we're doing it. Um, uh, our ELT was really inspirational and, and did it well, I feel, when they said, uh, you know, we, we tied it to our strategic uh, customer value proposition. We're doing all this, you know, to, to be better for, for our customers. So, you know, it, it was tied up well. Um, and then just the comms go out and, and say, come with us on this journey. I think that's the most important. Yeah, and I think that's definitely something I've experienced, um, particularly with Club Assist, where, you know, your, your customer value proposition has pretty much been the forefront um, for you mm -hmm. guys in, in, in all your activities that you're doing. So you can see there's a real synergy across the business. 
um, to make sure that everybody's kind of, you know, on that same journey. Um, And so, yeah, definitely, um, definitely makes a difference because, you know, I think, um, you know, there's there's always situations where data teams and, um, you know, BI teams and other departments can be quite siloed from what's going on um, or or a bit of an afterthought. So, you know, that that can make it difficult as well to sort of collaborate and and, you know, get get on the journey. So I think it's really important. Excellent. Um, and then in terms of, I guess, um, and I know we've covered bits and pieces of this, but, you know, for our for our listeners who, you know, perhaps are, uh, going through something similar or thinking about going through something similar, what would your advice be? You know, something even based on, you know, a couple of things that perhaps you would do differently. Yeah, yeah. I think because when we um, when we embarked on this, we, um, you know, so we went down the, the Azure route, but, you know, there's definitely ins and outs to everything. So we were, I remember we were using Azure Data Factory, which is a Microsoft product. Um, you know, we're using its inbox, uh, sorry, out the box connector to to connect to FO. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit detail uh, technical. No, that's okay. Yeah. But um, you know, and we couldn't. There's certain fields that are hidden if they're complex objects, and you know, they've they've come out with since then that's been resolved. But I think whenever you're on the cutting edge. Um, <laughs> You know, I think uh, the software vendors are still working out a couple of things. So that's always, you know, a challenge because business was coming to me saying, you know, I want to measure X by, by Y. And I'm like, I can't even see X. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, how do I get the data out? Um, so there, there are always a few gotchas, but I mean, that's expected. And that's, that's part of the journey. I think just learn, you know, be, be open, be, you know, so when stuff like that happens, I was always open back to business saying, you know, we we're working on it but you know we're, we're, we're trying to run that we're a couple of years ago this was the bleeding edge so yeah. you know um just just help them with that journey i think so you know comms again mm-hmm. always bring it up you know to yeah. to your business to your stakeholders no matter to your own team um to your wife to your dog you know yeah. um just always open comms and i think the other big big learning is, is the, we touched on it just before was the change change management you know making yeah. sure people are are on board um and training you know so yeah. we've now given them you know nice new tools to use um do they know how to use it um yeah. do you have processes in place do you have procedures i know no one likes um documentation um there's actually tools out there now that help you create documentation or at least technical documentation yeah you know? so um yeah, that's that's some of the biggest biggest yeah. things. I think trying try and get a good team around you if you can, yeah. if you, if you're able. Um, you either might be starting off and and you know not have anyone um, get hold of Rena, um, <laughs> or or um, you know if you've got existing. I mean, for example, within Club Assist, we we've had people who've come across from different teams um, who have shown you know just a, a real passion towards towards um, analytics or, or BI or data. Yeah. And, um, you know, we company has been great and, and supported them along their journey, you know, yeah. so, you know, you may not may not even be in your team, but there might be someone out there who's just, you know, dying to, to get up amongst it. So um, keep a lookout um, just internally yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I guess going um, on to sort of the team side of things, Paul, and g- given that we've all been going through some, you know, challenges with the pandemic and everything like that what did you find um worked really well for you in terms of keeping your team engaged um during this time you know share with us some of the things that you felt were really positive 
Yeah, I think uh, we try to come up with a few things. Some of them take off, some of them don't. Yeah. Um, Depends on them... how many times they've already done it before. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so, you know, GIF Friday, we only yeah. try and communicate in GIFs. Um, we have uh, a team chat, you know, we we, we try, try and be, um, you know, I think there's times where we, we talk amongst ourselves just as we... Uh, there's formal and informal meetings. Yeah, you know, the, right. the team, so like a water cooler, kind of virtual room. Exactly. Hop in and out, just to try and create that office banter type thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, but there's also times when, okay, guys, we need to talk about, you know. Yeah. So we need to do some work here. But um, other things I've done, you know, trying, so Microsoft Teams, again, Microsoft, yeah. um, you know, just catching up with them um, at least, you know, I, I probably chat every day, but like, you know, at least a, we catch up twice a week. Um, yeah. One is a team catch up. One is one on one. Another thing we've done, you know, we may not be able to go out to lunch together, but we, you know, company gave us um, an Uber voucher, for example. Oh, nice, yeah. Which you know, so everyone uh, tries to order at the same time, and yeah. everyone hope hope you get your lunch there. Yeah. <laughs> everyone sits and eats lunch together, unless your yeah. Uber's, you know, forty minutes late. But um, so yeah, there's a couple things like that. It's it's yeah. a new challenge, a new world. Um, but I think technology is, is, has been, you know, also come leaps and bounds. And, yeah. and um, you know, there's so much, not just Microsoft, but there's other tools we use that are just really, I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> we only use Microsoft. <laughs> um, other tools we, we use that just really allow for great collaboration. Yeah. Um, you know, like an example would be Azure DevOps when, you know, if I create a card and I drag it to a column saying this is now, in, you know, in UAT, user can come back and drag it and say you know it's been accepted or not yeah. um it's it's uh and, and you can see that happening in front of you real time yeah real time so um yeah it's it, it's been it's been quite a journey yeah absolutely um and then i guess um overall and look thank you so much for for sharing um you know sharing your kind of journey and and the things that you sort of encountered and, and what's gone really really well I mean I know I've sort of you know heard you know how it's gone and I know definitely um there's been some real positives um from an internal sort of company point of view but um I know Paul you're really passionate about sort of adding value and going in and, and making a difference which was I think one of the reasons why you left consulting because as much as you loved it you, you you were kind of feeling like you were missing that the end to end you know yeah, finishing exactly. something so um i know that's been great so thank you so much for, for sharing it because i think a lot of um individuals and organizations are still kind of in that dilemma of um you know wanting to do it because it's the buzzword at the moment everyone's talking about it we should be going on it we should be on cloud or why are we not um but then you know i think you've you've given us some really good um you know information around what things to consider and if it's right for you and when is the right time and what what you need to consider um so yeah thank you for that um in terms of i guess the industry where do you see the industry heading i mean i've seen it change like in the last 12 months it's completely flipped on its head yeah. so you know uh, and COVID's probably been a, a, you know um one of the reasons why you know I think it's become you know really apparent and to the surface of, of how how important understanding your data really is um where, where do you see the industry going yeah it's an interesting question I think um different companies will probably be at different stages but you know I think there are a lot more companies getting um really getting the foundation done and built built well now there's there's volume is growing um i think before there were probably a lot less people um you know 
more on-prem, let's say. Um, and I think, like you say, the pandemic has kind of pushed us towards all this virtual and everyone's thinking, you know, cloud now. Um, um, people are thinking about, you know, when to go. There's, there's never a better time as, as now. I think with the guys already in the cloud, um, you're looking at things like, so for example, we're starting to look at things like, you know, machine learning, what can we yeah. start um, predicting, are there things, you know, but, but I think what's really important before getting to, you know, your machine learning and your predictive analytics, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely um, on the way, um, is to get your foundation right. So yeah. make sure you've got, you know, because without good foundation, without good data, without good governance, you know, you'd really struggle with the next uh, next phase. One more point just on that is we've done a few things just internally, um, some of the team, and this is what I was talking about just trying to get the right people. If they got the right attitude, for example, I have um, one, of, one of my guys who is, you know, started off at completely no, no dev experience. He's just finished building, um, you know, like a, a chat bot. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that, you know, will help. So for example, we've, you know, we're going to put that into our intranet. Um, a user comes, new user, like, can I have it, you know, and you should, they'll actually start chatting to a bot um, who will answer, you know, probably... 80% of our queries yeah. without even coming to us, um, you know, so you'll only get the ones that are exceptions, um, you know, and, and that's the way the industry is going. It's just, yeah. um, it's, it's incredible. Just about sort of automation and finding, yeah, Absolutely. ways yeah. to kind of create more efficiencies. Um, and then I suppose more kind of on, from a personal point of view, um, Paul, uh, do you read? And if so, what, what, you know, what do you read? Tell us about, you know, one of your favorite books or topics. So just a little bit uh, on my personal point of view, I, I used to read, um, I have um, identical twins, uh, girls <laughs> who, who are young. Um, so what I do now is I listen. Um, so I do a lot of, uh, when I've got to multitask, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, Brene Brown, um, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of, uh, and that's uh, both those people, non-technical, yeah. more, more about leadership, more mm-hmm. about, you know, positivity, more yeah. about inclusion, uh, team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, open, open mindsets, um, growth mindsets. Yeah. It's um, so the things I try and listen to, it, you know, I'm hoping they give me a, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. There's enough negative things going yeah. on, you know, you, you need to try and try and listen to, to some, uh, insp- get someone who's, who's positive yeah, know, and, and, and forward thinking. Yeah, definitely. And how do you keep yourself educated? I mean, you know, in this, in the profession that you're in, it's evolving every day. So yeah. how, how do you keep up to date and how do you keep yourself educated? So, um, Two, two things, I think. Um, one is, again, just ha- having that right attitude. So um, I've, I've self-taught quite, quite a lot, um, you know, so that's just by going and trying things. The good thing is we have a dev environment, which yeah. I break, try and break all the time. Um, <laughs> but um, the, I should say when the dev environment is working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we go and play. But um, so a lot of online. So again, Microsoft have a lot of even just um, free courses. So you can go and get certified. You can yeah. go and get uh, the certificate. The exam will cost, but you know there's a lot of you, a lot of online tools, a lot of online um, webinars that will just help you. You know, um, do fundamentals. Even LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn courses. Yeah. Um, I got a you know did a few badges there the other day. Um, just keeping yourself yeah in it. 
I feel like um, if you, uh, I don't like being too strategic. I do like trying to keep hands on tools, you know, yeah. just to try and uh, make sure I can still build a report if, if, <laughs> if need be. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, depending on who, so for example, you know, there, there's click luminaries, there's um, Microsoft MVPs, there's, yeah. you know, you get to know in your industry who those people are and, and like I'll follow them, any articles. Um, SQL BI is a really, really good um, good one for um, Reza. Got to give a shout out to Reza yeah. in, in New Zealand. Um, doing an amazing job there. So, um, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, I think it's just that passion, you know. You, you yeah. just want to have that hunger to, to learn, um, which, and there's, and there's so much to learn. I think the, one of the, some of the things we're facing now is what do we learn? Because there's, yeah, there's yeah, so much. So much. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And I guess one more for probably our um, sort of newly sort of graduate, you know, uh, you know, entry level kind of data BI professionals. I think one of the biggest challenges for them is how do they break into the industry? Um, historically, with graduates breaking in, it's lack of real life work experience. But I know from talking to a lot of these graduates where I'm coaching and, and helping them out, um, they actually do work on some real life projects at uni. They get an opportunity to do that. What would your advice be to them in terms of um, what they could do to try and um, you know, yep. move their careers forward or, or get a foot in the door? Absolutely. I think now is a better time than any to, to actually be in their shoes. We um, Definitely something we were looking at um, as well, but the graduates we've seen are, um, you know, do have that they've hands-on experience in, in, in internships. So it's, it's just great. They, and again, if you hire the right attitude, they will just pick it up. So, yeah. so quickly, um, there's always, you know, they'll, they'll always be green. Um, but I, I would just say to them, you know, just, um, keep learning. Um, there's, there's, you know, as soon as you think that you've learned it all, you've, you know, you haven't you've lost yeah. uh, you know so, so keep it's, it's not it's not like you stop learning after after grad you just I'm still learning every day so yeah. you know keep that mindset of, of growth mindset and, and just keep learning um also just say to them you know just it's gonna sound a bit um corny uh you know be true to yourself you know don't yeah. don't don't change your core self you know to to fit um somewhere else because yeah. it's essentially if you're doing that you're not going to end up uh, you know, in a ha happy situation. Yeah. So, you know, just um, I think people are doing a lot of searching nowadays, a lot yeah. of, you know, what do, what do I believe in? What do you, yeah. um, so, you know, I would say find, find that out and, and, and stick to it and, and find a company that's, that's going to go, you know, take you on that journey uh, with you. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and you shared some great stuff, which I think um, the listeners will, will, will be able to take away a lot from. Um, I know I've connected you with uh, people in the industry where they've wanted to reach out. Are you happy for anybody who wants to reach out to you and sort of connect with you if they've got any questions or they're going through something similar? Absolutely. That would be great. I, you know, it's part of my passion is, is, is trying to help people um, go, you know, any way I can. I would, I would love that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been no great. No worries. Thank you.